You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 23 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I am so excited to bring you my conversation with my dear friend and just lifelong family friend, Darlene Sisk. Um, We actually lived in the same neighborhood for a while when I lived in Kentucky, but I didn't know her then. We didn't meet until a little bit later, um, and I'm sure she'll kind of share her her side of that her story as we dive into her life um so darlene welcome to the show thank you so much jessica and it's just it's such a blessing to be here it's an honor to be here thank you so much for what you do with the collected podcast it's so inspiring and encouraging and i'm just i'm thankful to be a part oh thank you and and that's our show have a great week everybody (laughs) Um, So to get us started, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about your background and how you came to know the Lord. Oh, definitely. Happy to. Um, I feel very blessed to have been raised in a Christian family where both my mom and my dad were so grounded in their faith. And they that was really the number one thing they wanted to be sure that they passed down to me. And so it was such a blessing that Jesus Christ was really the foundation of our home. My mom always made sure I got to church on Sundays, Wednesdays for youth group, to sing in the choir, everything. So I was surrounded um, with church and more importantly, with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I really think they, they did a great job of really wanting to make sure my relationship with Jesus was personal, not just because it was important to them. They wanted to be sure that it was important to me and impressing upon me with that was a great responsibility because I was very blessed to have heard about Jesus. And so there are a lot of children and a lot of adults who had not and hadn't grown up in a home where Jesus was a part of everyday life. And so they really impressed upon me, make sure you help others hear about Jesus. You've been you've been so blessed. Now go be a blessing to others. And so one of the things too that it's funny as I was um, preparing for this and looking for a couple of things, I found something that my mom actually cross stitched years and years ago. And it says, if you don't feel close to God, guess who moved? So it was quite a reminder. And then when I actually moved out of my home, my mom gave it to me like to keep it with me as a reminder of if I ever felt like God just wasn't there or I wasn't feeling his presence or I didn't feel the Holy Spirit as much. It was definitely me (laughs) that had moved. And so it was a reminder to always seek him because he's always there. He wants to be there. He is there with us. We just need to be on the lookout for how he's moving and how he's moving in our life. So that's a little bit about kind of my faith journey to that point. And then God blessed me with an amazing husband who is a very strong Christian believer whose dad was a pastor for years and years and years. So (laughs) a lot of faith as well. And so during our marriage, we've grown in our faith and then having um, our daughter, Victoria, who actually named Victoria Christine for victory in Christ as a reminder 
And that's ultimately where we always get our victory, right? He's always there with us. And so a beautiful reminder of that. And again, much how my parents had felt they really needed to share their faith in Jesus Christ. And that was the number one thing they could have shared with me. I feel like that's the number one thing we can share with Victoria. And so that's also increased my faith journey. And as we've walked with the Lord together and seeing Jesus through her eyes, it's been such a blessing. I love that. And I just... Love hearing these stories. You know, everyone's journey of how they came to know, know the Lord is different, but I think it's so sweet when you grew up in it and you're still walking in it. You know, it's it's like it was true from the very beginning. Um, so, at, you know, as you were sharing the, the cross-stitch, <laughs> a question came to mind. What might encouragement or wisdom might you have for somebody who does feel very far from the Lord? And hearing that, like, you know, that kind of idea of, well, God didn't move. God is still here. And yet they're like, okay, you say that, I hear that. And yet I still don't feel it. Like what hope might you have for someone or encouragement in like how they can reconnect with the Lord? Cause he is here. That's a great question. And I think it's something that we've like I felt that at times too, right? And how do we get closer to him? And I think a couple of things come to mind. One is if you've written down or like journaled and shared those times when God was so close and you felt his presence, just to go back through that and remind yourself of his promises and how he is Jehovah Jireh, right? He will provide, not just that he has provided, it's not past tense, right? He will continue to provide and he's still performing miracles and he's still there. But I think, and it's such a blessing to hear it with other people's stories because sometimes other people, and I think that's why it's so important and God wants us to have a community right, of Christians that we can rely on. And so if we're going through a tougher time where we feel further away from the Lord, He's blessed us with people in our lives who are probably feeling closer to the Lord at this time. And so we can actually borrow some of their faith as well. And so I think that's something that's beautiful in the body of Christ, that we're not in it alone, right? God's always with us. But when we become a Christian and we can reach out to other Christians who can be there for us and sometimes even remind us better than we can remind ourselves at that time of how they've seen God's presence in our life. And so I think that's something that has helped me in the past where I've looked back and looked through all those times that God was so faithful and how I could see his hand. Sometimes it's much easier to look back in the past, right? And see, oh, that's why that happened, right? Yes. And some of God's best blessings are unanswered prayers. And it was funny, actually, today, um, one of the songs that was on the radio, I almost always listened to K-Love, but I was driving and I accidentally pressed it to a different one from, and it was a country station because I grew up in South Carolina, love country sometimes. And it was actually Garth Brooks's song, Unanswered Prayers. Yes. And I thought, how perfect, because I never would have thought about that. But as I was just preparing my heart and praying for today and what might be a word of encouragement, it's so true because when you're going through it, what we see and what we're praying for, and we may feel like, well, God's not here because he's not giving me this answer, right? But you yeah. step back, God sees everything, right? And he's, we only see one little part of our life. He sees the whole beautiful picture. And sometimes those are his just most beautiful gifts that he gives us. Because had we gotten what we had prayed for, that was not our best and yeah. it wasn't his will. And so that's also, it's, it's again, it's easier sometimes to look back and see that than when you're going through it. And I want, I want the spouse or I need this job or I, whatever it might be. But realizing how he has been so faithful, I think is something that hopefully can be a blessing to someone too who needs a little encouragement. Yeah. 
And always Amen. look for worship music. That's one of my go-tos. Like I, even if I'm like having just a tougher day, just speaking those promises, singing those promises. And you don't have to have a great voice because that, that's certainly not. My daughter has a beautiful voice. My bonus daughter, Kelsey, has a gorgeous voice. I love to sing, just not as much in public. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something just special when we're worshiping him and speaking those promises. And I think it can really turn our day and realize how he is really there for us. So I hope, I hope, pray that that can be an encouragement for someone. Yes. I mean, it's an encouragement to me. I love oh. that. That's, that is amazing. Darlene, what would you say that Jesus has done for you that makes you want to go the distance with him as you've had this whole life of following him? That's a great question. And I think the first thing that really comes to mind is wanting to go the distance with him, just literally what he did for us on the cross. And what he personally did for me. That's just the number one. And I think it's, we know it, we feel it, especially having been blessed from a young age to hear about what Jesus did for me on the cross. And then the older I got, the more I realized what that really, really meant. It's such a blessing. And it's something, no matter how many times we hear, we shouldn't not realize the power of it and how it is so personal. Like he died for my sins. And Mm -hmm. I know I now have eternal life because of what he did for me. And so first and foremost, he did that for me, right? And that is enough. That peace of just that pure, the peace that he provides, the strength that he provides, and ultimately knowing I'll spend eternity with him. And for anyone that we get to share the message of Jesus with and they commit their lives to him, then we all get to be together. And I think that that's just the the true essence of Christianity as well. But something else that uh, Jesus did that really makes me want to go the distance with him and really just renewed my faith and had me really front seat for a beautiful miracle was when Jesus saved my mom's life and literally completely performed an amazing miracle. Um, it was, it's been six years now since my mom and dad were actually visiting from South Carolina. They were visiting us in Florida to help take care of my daughter, Victoria, at the time, because I had had some surgery and couldn't quite take care of her as much as I wanted to. And it was a great chance for them as the grandparents to spend time with her. So they were, they were here for about a week, took great care of her. And then my mom ended up having a horrible heart attack and a stroke and was rushed to the hospital and they didn't think she was going to make it. Mm-hmm. And they were actually, the, the surgeon was able to stabilize her, at least with her heart. And then they had to move her to another hospital because the hospital where they had taken her didn't have what they needed, the advanced equipment for to help treat her heart. And so it, it was such a tough time to walk through that, knowing I know God is here, but I, I need his strength. How do I get through this? How do I explain this to my daughter? How am I there for my mom? What can I do? And Jesus saved her life without, I mean, it, it's a, such a beautiful miracle and a testament to, he is still in the miracle business, right? It's beautiful to read through the New Testament and read through all the miracles he performed, but he's still doing that today. Yeah. And he did that. It was, it was a long several weeks that my mom was in the cardiac intensive care unit. And there were a lot of up and downs and several times where we thought we were going to lose her. But looking back again, kind of looking back hindsight, seeing God's hand throughout, it was such a blessing and how he protected her, how he brought just the right doctors and nurses that she needed, who knew what her condition was, that other doctors had missed it, but they saw it. 
and giving me the strength and the little God smiles that I needed during that time to be there for my mom. It's such a blessing. And now she's, she's alive. She's doing amazingly well. She has, I have this picture as a reminder to me. This was about two years ago. So four years after her massive heart attack, when she really should have died, like her heart still functions at 20% of what it should. Her oh, wow. her heart. I mean, she's a walking miracle and it's, it's, and I sometimes I just forget seeing her because she's just healthy, happy, but it's such a testimony. And this was actually after she had volunteered at the youth ministry at our church. So she's so well, doing so well and seeing God's blessing throughout. My parents ended up moving from South Carolina to Florida to be closer to us because they realized like we were never promised tomorrow, right? We need to make the most of today. We're so blessed. And so now I've been able to create so many more memories with my parents than I probably ever would have. And I know I went through a difficult time where I was was doubting a lot and wondering, okay, this happened when my mom was visiting me. What, why, why, why did it happen? How could it have happened? We were here. Did we do something like what was, why? Right. And I felt so bad and I went through really a tough time. And then God opened my eyes and let me see that what was happening with her heart was going to happen anyway. It was a matter of time. And it happened here where she was closest to Palm Beach Gardens Medical Center, one of the best heart hospitals in the world. Had it happened where she lives in South Carolina, where they're 45 to 50 minutes away from the closest hospital, which wasn't even a great heart hospital really at the time, um, she probably wouldn't have made it. I mean, of course, God can do anything, but it happened here and they were supposed to fly home the next day, right? Mm -hmm. So had she been on the flight, I mean, there are just so many things that, and we don't see all that. And of course, when I was going through it, I I couldn't see it because I was just trying to go day to day. But I think it's a beautiful example of how God is always providing for us and always goes before us. And we just have to look with expectation of how he's going to move and how he's going to provide for us and not miss it. And so one of the other pieces that didn't just happen, right? It could seem like a coincidence, but it wasn't. The doctor who was on call when my mom had the heart attacks, he was the first one to operate on her, the one who really saved her life with God's blessing and provision, uh, was Dr. Agarwal, who happens to be one of the best interventional cardiologists in the world. And he has helped our entire family from health, nutrition. He's helped me with migraines. He's helped my daughter with asthma. He's helped David, my parents, with a lot more than just the heart piece. And so again, it's way God provides. And so many of these things would never have happened had that not happened. So sometimes we have to go through such a deep, difficult Mm -hmm. time. It grows our faith. And there was nothing I could do. Like, I'm a fixer. I want to fix it. I want to make it better for you. Literally, all I could do was pray. And prayer is so powerful. But when I was literally down on my knees, just praying, I felt like I, I can't, I can't fix it. I can't solve it. Lord, you ha- I have to have you here. You have to please show up, God. If yeah. this is your will. And he saved my mom. And there was something so beautiful and freeing and I couldn't do anything. It's out of my hands. It's him. And whenever I do anything anyway, it's because he's providing, right? He's giving me the strength. And so it was very freeing to realize just trust in him trust in him, seek his word, listen to him, be obedient to him, and he will provide. Amen. Wow. What a powerful story. And even in like the darkest moments, in hindsight, you like you were sharing, you still see those glimpses of God providing and making sure your mom was in the right location to get the best care. And it reminds me of a conversation I had just a couple days ago. Um, I went to an open house 
at the, the condo next to me is now for sale. And I was like, I want to see what, how they did their renovations. So I went in there and the realtor was the only person in there and we started chatting and before we know it, we're, I'm telling her about the podcast and we're both just like in tears talking about God. Like we just really connected. And she had a flood story where um, they were out of town. They were traveling and something happened in their pipes and water had just been like settling between the first and second floor. And while they were on vacation, the entire second floor caved in on the first floor. Mm. And so Ooh. first of all, the fact that they weren't home, so no right. one was injured, but then she shared that the one thing that was spared from the, the first floor was the family heirloom of her grandfather clock, which like has so much significance and it wasn't touched, it wasn't damaged. Like, and that is the goodness of the Lord. It is. Like terrible things are gonna happen to us. Right. Yes. That's guaranteed. But to see those little glimpses of him reminding us, I am here and and we're gonna get through it. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. That is, he really is right there in the midst of the storm there. That's beautiful imagery. Yeah. So I just, as you were talking, Um, I was just picturing like God as that grandfather clock, just like, I am here. I am standing strong. Mm, He's good. That's so true. So you've talked about God as provider, Jehovah Jireh, a lot. What other things has God been teaching you about his character throughout your life? The first the word that always comes to mind is just his love, mm-hmm. such a loving God. I just kind of my story as well, just his love that he has for us. Right. And just the grace he gives us that we don't deserve. There's nothing we can do to deserve it. We can't earn it. He just gives it, but he's such a loving father and has so much mercy and he provides so much, so much hope. And yeah. I think one of the uh, scriptures that always comes to mind for me, it's Luke 12, seven, but indeed the very hairs of your hair are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. And so, and we hear that in other little conversations and things. He knows the number of hairs on our head, but the fact that he does, like speaking of the details, right? Just the beautiful, the God of the universe, the God who created everything cares enough about me and he knows the number of hairs on my head. Like I think we can hear that story so many times and really step back and realize what a loving, amazing father that we, we get to pray to. We get to have a relationship with. And one of the things I love listening to music and I really, I like Matthew West. I like, I think he does a great job of taking really powerful lyrics and setting them to music. And with his song, Me On Your Mind, I love the lyrics because it just, I think it does a beautiful job of reminding us of the character of God and how mm-hmm. much he loves us. That who am I that the king of the world would give one single thought about my broken heart? Who am I that the God of all grace wipes the tears from my face and says, come as you are? He already knows who we are. He sees us. We don't have to pretend to be all put together, right? We're human. We get to come as you are. You paid the price. You took the cross. You gave your life and you did it all with me on your mind. And again, it's that personal just connection and how much God loves us that he sent his only son to die a horrible, undeserving death, but so we could have a relationship with him and spend eternity with him. And I... Also get the Matthew West devotional. And I thought it was sweet. And actually kind of ties into what you were saying, just with the details. And he's, he is that grandfather clock, right? He's there. Yeah. Um, as much as we're on his mind, he knows the hairs on our head. One thing that isn't on his mind is our past. 
And I think this is, is actually the devotional that I just had. If you don't mind, I'd love just to read a short snippet from it because I think, yeah. and I pray this can be encouraging. I know it was really encouraging for me because I think it's so easy, no matter how many times God has showed up in our lives or how far we've been with him on our faith journey, things can happen and the enemy can kind of poke a little something in our head and we can start to doubt or get a little further away from God. And I think that's obviously the opposite of what God wants for us. And so I I pray that this can be a beautiful reminder for some of your listeners. And so what Matthew West says is your past is not on his mind. God has us on his mind. He has our needs on his mind. He has our anxiety on his mind. He knows us, loves us, and longs to be in relationship with us. thought that was a beautiful picture just of the character of God. Mm -hmm. The king of the world, the God of all grace, he thinks about you and he thinks about me. But today I'm struck by the thought there is one thing about me not on God's mind, my past mistakes. Isn't that incredible? Hebrews 8.12 says, I will be merciful toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. Sometimes I think, how is it possible that the God who knew me before I was born, the author of my story, who says nothing about me is hidden from him, doesn't remember my sins? There is only one reasonable explanation. He chooses not to remember. The message translation of that same verse says, they'll get to know me by being kindly forgiven with the slate of their sins forever wiped clean. And I love the kindly forgiven because he's such a kind and gracious and patient God. When Satan fills your mind with the memory of a past mistake, you have a choice. You can allow your past to continue to live rent-free in your head, or you can remember that the God who loves you has already forgiven you. If he has chosen not to remember your sins, why should you? I know it's not that easy. The devil won't let up. He knows that the easiest way to keep you from the bright future God has for you is to keep your head filled with the shame of your past. Make the choice today to focus not on your past, but on the fact that your past is not on his mind. Mm. That was a really sweet, sweet picture. That's good. And I think that that is for somebody out there who is struggling with the weight of a lot of shame and guilt. And I just, if that's you out there, I want you to hear right now that you are free and that what Jesus did on the cross covers all of it. And what he did is enough to cover anything you could possibly do or anything you will do. It's it's done and you are free and you are pure in the eyes of the Lord because of what Jesus did for you. Beautiful. So well said. Oh man, that gave me chills. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to have to sign up for his devotion. It's great. They're always, and they're so real. They're Mm. so authentic. So that's why I really like them because we can all relate and we've all been there with some of the stories we share. So, oh yeah. So, what would you say is your life message? My life message, there is, I kind of say it's the three S's. One is to spread kindness like confetti, two, to show grace. And three, to show that Jesus changed my life. Mm-hmm. And so the first one, and you may recognize this, the spread kindness like confetti. <laughs> your beautiful work that you did. I made that. <laughs> this beautiful, beautiful work. And it was actually for the school at the time, because for our parent group, I wanted that to kind of be our message for the year. And I thought, what a beautiful picture, right? Just to spread kindness and share kindness wherever we go and to spread it like confetti. And then that can start relationships. Like you just said, talking with the realtor in the condo next door, right? God will open those doors. And if you, you're you being kind and they see that and they realize, oh, you have a relationship with Jesus. And that starts, that can open up so many doors. And so I think 
so many people are hurting, right? And going through such a difficult time, just a kind note, a kind message of I'm thinking about you and praying for you, even if we don't know who they are, right? If we just see them in the store and we realize they look like they're having a bad day, just trying to brighten their day a little bit. So spreading kindness like confetti. Uh, the second one is sharing grace. And we have certainly been the recipient of so much grace. And so I feel like we need to share that with others and be patient. And so this is something I would encourage almost everyone to think through of what how could their sharing grace, what could that look like for them in their life? For me, I actually took the letters of grace and made the each of the letters stand for something. So the G stands for gratitude. So just to have like a thankful spirit. When I wake up in the morning, literally think through all the things that, well, not all the things, because that would be a lot, but some of the things that God has blessed me with, right? And just choose to look for the good, kind of that glass half full. There are so many blessings that he's given us, the small ones, the big ones. Choose to look for those, right? And when you switch your mind to look for those, it's amazing how many you'll see. So the G is gratitude. The R, just remembering his promises, all the ways he's been there for me, what he promises in the Bible, definitely remembering his promises, a, acting like I have been saved, right? Because I have been saved. It should change how I act, how I treat others, how I show up, what I do. And so I think that's critical. The C is to cherish the people in my life. So many of whom are blessings from God. I need to cherish them and not take them for granted. And that was really a wake-up call with what I went through with my mom and, and some other relationships and things I've been through. We're never promised tomorrow. And so how do we cherish the people that God has blessed us with? And then the E is to expect expect to see God show up, mm. expect to see God's goodness. And when you have that attitude just of expectancy, you're going to see the miracles. You're going to see things come to fruition you otherwise wouldn't have because you're looking for them. And again, it can be in small ways. It can be in something beautiful, like in the middle of a flood. You could look and say the devastation, but no humans were hurt, right? They weren't there. They don't didn't have to get hurt by that. And something that was so special that couldn't be replaced, like the yeah. grandfather clock. They could buy a lot of other things. Yes, is it a hassle? Is it difficult? Yes. But what really, really matters. And so that's kind of my second one, just to share grace. And I think anyone could kind of think through what would their letters be. But I think it just, how do you show the gratitude and just have an attitude of expectancy and look for the good? You're going to see it versus if you kind of look for the bad and it's, you're going to find some bad things because we live in a fallen world where there's sin, right? But we can choose to look for the good. And then the third one, just showing that Jesus changed my life, right? Trying to live in such a way that the way I've been acting, then when someone hears, oh, and she's a Christian, right? And she follows Jesus Christ. I'm not like, uh oh, wait, that's not typical. That's not right. We're, we're human though. Never going to be perfect, right? We're always going to make mistakes and I let people down. But I try to live with the mindset of I've been so blessed and mm -hmm. for what Jesus has done for me, how can I try to shine a light and be there for others? And so how I act should be different as yeah. a result of what he did for me. So kind of my little life messages that I try to carry with me. Those are amazing. And listeners, I'll type all those up in the show notes so you can just check out our blog and have quick access to that acronym if you want to like screenshot it and... <laughs> make it your background. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, Just constantly like keeping all those things at the forefront of our minds. And man, those are good. Maybe I'll, I'll have to make a new hand lettering piece. <laughs> yeah. I and, would love it. I would get it for Christmas gifts. I, yeah. love it. I use this so much and put it everywhere. It's just, it's well, so and listeners, if you're not watching the video on YouTube or on our blog, um, Darlene held up a little, it's a spread kindness, like confetti 
magnet that has hand lettering and I think it's really cute, but I'm biased because I made it. You did a beautiful job. <laughs> Thank Great. you. Thanks. Thank you. And um, I'll put all of the, like a photo of that and the photo of your family that you referenced earlier. I'll put all of those in the Instagram post so people can like scroll through on the post about your episode and see the visuals of those things Great. as well. Thank you. Oh, good. Um, so... We're kind of nearing the end of our time, but we haven't talked at all about your career path. And I mean, we don't have to get too deep into it if you don't want to, but I just so admire also like the career woman side of you and how you act like any environment you're in, you bring Jesus into it. And I feel like God has, in my observations, thrown you into a lot of new situations throughout your career. Um, and just used you in powerful ways in, in ways that like are very unique and specific to the gifts he's given you. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit about your career path and kind of how Jesus has been woven into it, if that question makes sense. Definitely. No, it definitely makes sense. Thank you. And happy to do it. And it is, it's one of those things looking back, I never would have guessed I would have ended up here. It's definitely... God, right? And just following his lead. And, and that definitely has taken faith, right? Because at times I'm like, I'm not sure where this is going, but that's why it's faith. Because if yeah. I knew, it wouldn't take as much faith. So I started out at Procter & Gamble and worked there for 20 years and loved it. It was a combination of research, just get to really understand what do consumers want in products and how do we do that in an authentic way and branding, marketing. Absolutely loved it. My last three years were in Toronto, Canada Loved it and got to have just meet some amazing people. And it was, a, and actually, I remember one of the first conversations I had with you, Jess. You were such an inspiration to me because at the time I was working a lot and spending a lot of time at work. And you were going amazing places. You were being the hands and feet of Jesus. You were going with back to back. And I remember saying, gosh, I'm doing none of those things. Like we were, we were trying to support you and we wanted to be able to help provide financially. And I distinctly, I remember where we were sitting in Victoria's nursery and you said, but Darlene, you're working hard here financially that then that provides for missionaries and other people to do what they're called to do. Yeah. And that just struck with me. And so thank you. Oh, and it you're just, welcome. It was, it was so powerful. And it was just a different way to look at it. And wherever we're planted, we can shine the light of Jesus. Yes. We don't have to be in a church, although that's a huge calling and amazing. But he plants us where we are. And that's part of the diaspora where everyone was scattered, right? So then we can share more about God and where um, the impact he's had. And so I was able to do that a lot more at Procter & Gamble through the people that I met just because I was very clear what was most important to me and how important my faith was. And then then when my husband was called to Florida, we, we prayed about it and felt God moving us to Florida. And so that meant I chose to leave Procter & Gamble because I didn't want to travel all the time with a five-year-old. I wanted to really be in her life more. And God opened that season where I was able to, I was excited to be a room mom and spend more time with Victoria. And I was able to do that for a little season. And then God opened that door where I was able to use so much of what I learned at Procter & Gamble to help the Christian school and learned a ton in the process too, met amazing people. And then in January of 2020, where we needed an interim president just for the six months, um, I was happy to step up and serve. Of course, I did not know COVID <laughs> was around the horizon, but God did. But yep. God, right? There's so many things in my life, but God, how he showed up. And we had just an amazing team who came together 
who literally switched to virtual learning for our 900 students, including little two-year-old. Like it was, it was a massive undertaking, but we could have only done it with God and our team. And then I felt him calling me to get my MBA at Baylor. And so I've, and even that was one where I'm like, really? Because I hadn't planned to go back to school. Thought it was kind of like, hey, close that door. But again, it was that trust and it was the faith. And so I've done that and now really excited to be working with Benchmark 5, which is just a group of friends that we've all met here, very diverse backgrounds, but really focused on management, consulting, leadership, really just making an impact wherever we are, helping with strategy, just helping coach teams. And so really excited to see where God leads from there. And some of the business partners that we'll meet, we're working with one great group actually in Kentucky that does some amazing neurovisual um, things that can make a huge impact on people's health. And so it's just, it's a lot of exciting opportunities that God's provided and it's an amazing team. So exciting, but it definitely, it was an, it was a fun path to see where God, where God led and where he'll continue to lead. So. Oh yeah. He's not done with you yet. (laughs) I'm excited to get a front seat and see where, where you go next. But I just love your story too, because I think there's a lot of hope and inspiration in it in that reminder that you never know what God has in store next. And for somebody out there who maybe doesn't love the job situation they're in or feels like, you know, what am I doing for the Lord in this? Just that reminder that one, you won't be there forever, most likely, but two, God has you there for a purpose right now, even if it feels hard or feels, I don't know, just not quote unquote spiritual. Right. God can use you. Very true. So true. Beautifully said. And it's so neat who will place in your path. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, ah, not a coincidence, right? That was God showing up and it can happen anywhere. So, yeah, that is good. Um, so we are almost out of time. However, what did I miss? What is a final thought you would like to leave us with or something that we didn't cover that you feel like God is laying on your heart or even just a word of truth to speak over our listeners? Well, you did a wonderful job asking questions, providing examples. Like I really, I can't think of anything that you missed at all. Um, I guess the one thing I might kind of either reiterate or just encourage, if your listeners could find something in their daily routine to do to remind them of God's promises, whether they're going through a great time, a high season where things seem to be going just well and everything's clicking, or for it's a really low valley, a really difficult time, if they start speaking those promises over their life daily, then it can become a habit. And so just being able to do that, uh, kind of like a friendly challenge to say, just do that for 30 days. For 30 days, start your day in the Word, listen to a worship song, whatever that might be, that really encourages you personally to remind yourself of God's promises, how He's been faithful, how He'll continue to be faithful. And it kind of resets your day, I think, in more of a joyful mindset. Mm. And so it just reminds me, one of my favorite, I love the Bible, love every, love every part, but I love, love Philippians. And I just, I think it's such a beautiful chapter and story. And it's, it's easy to forget that Paul wrote that when he was in jail, right? Mm. And if he could have so much joy, I think he re- mentions just rejoice and find joy 16 times in four little chapters, right? And so if he can do that when he was in jail and find the joy and he helped convert jailers to Christianity, right? He could talk about where you're planted, right? Yeah. <laughs> where your faith. 
Um, but it's just such a beautiful reminder that we don't need to worry, right? It's so, it's difficult though. Sometimes with, if you read the news and see what's going on, but it's hard to worry and praise at the same time. So whenever you start to feel that nagging, worrying, whatever it might be, whether it's with a relationship or with a job, whatever it might be, sing your praise song, have your little playlist. Like I have literally 20 songs I have, depending upon what the day may call for. And I just sing them out loud, not for a lot of people to hear, but just, I speak those promises and it just changes my whole outlook. And then there's a period of time where for a week or two, I didn't get ready to listening to praise music for whatever reason. And it just felt different. The whole day felt differently. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage, find whatever you can do to remind yourself of God's promises and do that for 30 days and then look back and see how much more you saw him just show up. Not that he's necessarily showing up more. You're just more attuned to it and you'll live more with that expectancy. And then maybe find your own version of grace, whatever that might be, whatever your acronym might be to share grace with others. So I think that would be kind of what comes to mind and kind of to close out with songs since I'm, I love, I get a lot of inspiration for worship music. It's this picture of, it's actually Matthew West again, um, but the God who stays and it, mm. the lyrics are, you're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction when the whole world walks away. You're the one who stands with wide open arms and you tell me nothing I have ever done can separate my heart from the God who stays. And what just a beautiful picture of God is running to us with open arms. And so for anyone going through a difficult day, just try to remember that picture and realize he's right there. He has you in the palm of his hand and you are loved. Amen. That is the perfect note to end on. Darlene, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. This has been such a blessing. What a great interview with Darlene. And I loved how when she was talking about the verse where the Lord knows the number of hairs on our heads, I just got this picture, kind of gross, but you know, of all the hair I lose every day. I have a lot of hair. If you've never watched the video, I've I have a lot of hair, um, but the fact that God is aware of every hair I lose. And so like this idea of he knows how many hairs are on our head, it's this picture of it's a constant knowing and a constant knowing of how we're changing and who we're becoming and you know our, our intimate thoughts and everything moment by moment. Like we can lose one hair and it doesn't escape his knowledge because we're so known by him and so cherished by him that he cares about every little hair. Um, so I don't know that that thinking of it in that way makes it so much richer and so deeper of this intense knowing and the way we all long to be known and seen and valued and cherished. That is what the Lord is saying to us, like, I see you. I know you in that way. I cherish you in that way. You are my beloved. And no freckle or hair or scrape or wound goes unseen by him. You know, he just, he cares about it all. Um, and so that's what I want to leave you with. So the next time you're brushing your hair and there's that hair in the hairbrush <laughs> or in the shower, Think of God and that He sees you and loves you so, so much. And He's not going to hold out on you. And He's not going to leave you hanging. 
And even when the world feels so dark or your personal journey that you're walking feels so heavy, he is there with you and the story is not over and he will bring good out of it. And maybe it's a goodness that we won't see until heaven, but he has the ultimate victory. And this world is not the final say. This world is not our home. This is not the end of the story. And so no matter how dark things get, there is hope in eternal life in the final redemption with Jesus because he already paid the price and he is the victory. So that is where I will leave you this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. I love you. I am praying for you. Um, If you love us back, please rate and review the podcast. It helps tremendously um, to get the word out there and help other people hear the stories that my listener or my guests are sharing every week because I want I want as many people to hear them as possible because these guests I have are fantastic. Um, God is so faithful to provide in that way. So I hope you have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. You can also find Jess at Jess Biondo. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.